Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. From Grief to Gratitude by Lorraine Martin Bennett Now is when the real grieving starts. My husband is gone a year, his memorial service COVID postponed but finally held. Friends and relatives came from a half dozen states. Insurance is paid, bills are reconciled, house and yard are in good order. His going was not unexpected. His doctor had prepared for hospice years earlier, installing a hospital bed. But my strong partner rallied strength to push ahead. Always a writer, he outlined his next newspaper column. Ever a planner, he penned suggestions for breakfast, oatmeal, bacon, one over easy. Such a fighter. Instead of preparing breakfast, I called an ambulance. He was having difficulty breathing. He was gone in 19 hours. Grief's starting point warning came from his niece. She had lost her only sibling. I have walked this road and I feel okay with sadness, she texted. It helped, but I asked myself, what now? How to get through seemingly endless days, interminable evenings, so silent nights, a future without a soulmate of more than half a century. How can I go on? Time eases pain, they used to say. How much time? Soul wounds take a long time to heal. Great grief wraps you in a cocoon of sadness and longing. Reminders are everywhere. Silences are deafening. Memories float like dust motes in every room, around every tree he planted, across ground where his garden grew, blowing through the spot where he parked his pickup, echoing in the now empty barn where he arrayed his tools. How to pick up the pieces and honor a life well lived. I remember a week before Christmas, our anniversary. Roses for me, another blood transfusion for him. And a few days later, a long night listening to whirring hospital monitors, waiting. We recalled precious days and moments, a trip to Paris, applauding his niece on a Broadway stage, building a farmhouse together. When he fell asleep, I started a poem. I finished it alone in an Atlanta hotel room three months later. I had traveled to the city where we met and worked and lived for many years, ostensibly to visit friends, but in reality trying to reclaim something I would never again find. I titled the poem Our Song. The road unwinds before me, its ending I can't see. Where two of us together went now, there is only me. We seem to move in tandem, two hearts, and joined as one. Then you went on ahead of me and left me so alone. 
we came to that sad parting, we had to say goodbye. Now I must keep our flame alive. I promised I would try. The poem went on for 24 lines. I entered it in the North Carolina Senior Games Silver Arts category. It took first place in two counties and third place statewide. More important than winning, it told me I must keep writing, even with no heart to do so. Weeks later, one spring morning, I sat on my porch staring at mist lifting from a mountaintop. Clouds weave silent trails across the rising sun. Birds open the day with throaty trills. A hummingbird visited the feeder. A young buck, doe, and twin fawns grazed my side yard. I found my heart didn't hurt so much. Practice. That is what I began. A new practice of living within a single present moment, recalling nights of laughter, days of planning and production, honoring reflections with smiles, not sobs. Thankful I have a family supporting me, a husband who loved me, health, mobility, most of all, hope. After weeks of uncertainty, I put our farmhouse with its barn and fenced pasture on the market. The house was a cherished family possession, the land sacred soil to my grandfather, my father, and his brothers who had tilled and tended it. I rented a two-bedroom duplex. I loaded shelves of books for a local library. I carried boxes filled with memories to a thrift store supporting a battered women's shelter. When I finally called movers, my calico cat vanished. The change was too much for her. The first anniversary of my husband's passing dawned cold and somber. I breakfasted with new friends, lunched with my sister, wondered how I would manage the rest of the day. Just before nightfall, a telephone call brought a full price offer for the farm, barn, and land. Two universities called for my husband's files and journalistic research. Today, I am practicing a new feeling gratitude that I have such memories that I met and loved my soulmate for so long that I still have a future and a friend who asked to see some of my writing last night's rain beat down my towering zinnias perhaps the Sun will resurrect them today Copyright 2022, Lorraine Martin Bennett. Lorraine Martin Bennett is a print, web, and broadcast journalist who grew up in Murphy, North Carolina. After graduating from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, she began her career on the Atlanta Journal, writing features and covering news. She became the first woman to head a domestic bureau at the Los Angeles Times. She joined a fledgling CNN completing her career at CNN International. She still practices her craft by copy editing and occasionally writing stories for the Clay County Progress Weekly. Her first novel, a psychological thriller titled Cat on a Black Moon, will be published later this year. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. 
Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.